0: You are listening to Episode 45 of the Playing Full Out Podcast with Rita Highland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hey there, friends. I hope that you are as excited by this last month of the year as I am. If there is one month that I love, it is the month of December. And obviously, I have good memories and neuro associations made with it, probably because of my youth that haven't been burned or broken. And I also think as I get to decades later, that it has to do with The fact that on a global level, it is permission granted to play first, to have fun first. where In a culture where a lot of times it's you got to pay to play, it's work first, and then you earn the right to play, or you are as good as your last result. In this season, in this month, regardless of the holiday that you're experiencing or celebrating, You're meant to have joy, fun, play, celebration, hope, all those good things. And the way I do it, because it's not always my default, is I calendar it. I get real about every single day doing something that brings me cheer and joy for the season. And it doesn't matter what's going on in the world outside of me. I can have that joy in the four corners of this room. And, you know, regardless of whether the World is giving us global permission to, to, you know, to have fun first. I make it get mean that. And as we know, life is this way or that because of what we say it is. And so if you want to borrow that from me, please do this whole idea of calendaring it though and getting it down brings me to a something else I want to share with you today, which is a tradition I do every year. And it has to do a little bit with doing it annually, as well as some other observations that I made while doing this exercise this year. This exercise is so big. It's responsible for so much goodness, so much insight. It has helped me personally grow my business immensely to connect with different people, to bring me back hours to my day. It's just show me fun and opportunities. It's had me align with my values when I've gotten off course. The reality is I've done this since two thousand nine. As I at least I was preparing for this and I saw record I could read what I had written in two thousand nine. I wouldn't do something if it wasn't that powerful. The other thing is is that I do this with my clients every single year and not one time have the results ever disappointed. It's that Powerful. It's that important. And so I want to share that with you. The reason that it's so important is because it is this time of year before we go into planning that it's important to see what has been responsible both for the things that you're excited about or your biggest wins and what conversely was responsible for those mistakes or the things you didn't intentionally create or the things you didn't create that you wanted to create. And this is all found within four easy steps. It is simple, but I don't want you to mistake that as insignificant. I'm going to show you what fulfilled bold leaders know, which in essence is that an ounce of self-awareness is equivalent to a pound of gold. You know, fulfilled bold leaders know that this next year, this next decade, that self-discovery, self-awareness, it's a tipping point. If you're not doing that, if you're not involved, and I know that if you're listening here, you are committed to your future. You are committed to your self-awareness. You are committed to your expansion and the expansion, I'm going to imagine, of those you lead and serve and care for. And when you do this four-step exercise – You are going to learn how to mine for your own gold. I'm not going to just share this with you. I'm going to take you through what I found when I did this myself for this calendar year. So you're going to have an example to bring this to light. Now, what is the reason that people do not do this? The problem that I see is that most never stop to reflect at the past. You know, They never look at what is working for them and what's not. Instead, they operate like – I think of those 1970 remote control cars where – that were battery operated and you had the little steering wheel and then they would get stuck underneath a chair and hit the side of a chair leg or the corner and then they would just keep pounding in it and and go – Human beings do that. We do it all the time. I see people all the time who keep repeating and keep hitting the side of the wall. I was just saying this morning that we are the average, we know this, of the five people that we spend the most time with. And during this year in particular, we've been spending a lot of time with ourselves. Well, that's like a cat running around chasing his tail. We're getting more of the same, unless we're talking to one of our other fascinating nine other voices. Another problem that I see is that, or a reason that I don't think that people take the time to look back is they don't want to look back. They're so concerned or scared or worried that they're going to find something that they don't like and then they're going to judge themselves because they give meaning to it. This is just looking at data points. It's like looking for information and being like you would for any other thing. You know, if you were buying a car, you do more inspection of a car than you would for your own life. It, somebody said to me recently that well, this has been such an unusual year. It's an extraordinary year. It's not gonna be the same. I don't need to really do this because I already, you know, it's not. we're not gonna repeat it. No, no, no. How you do some things is how you do everything. How you treated this past year is going to be how you are going to run in the following year, unless, it doesn't matter the circumstances, it's how you approach things. It's your MO. When you understand your fulcrum, You know, that point that creates everything, when you're able to be self-aware about that and then make conscious, deliberate change on that, that's when actually things get leveraged. The bottom line is at the end of this exercise, I want for you to have, and you will, a personal success formula so that you can not just create your ambitions and goals for the year ahead, but more importantly, I want you to have an existing formula and strategy to amplify your success and to drop what's not working. It's going to be so simple to see. It's really like alchemy. To me, you know, alchemy and alchemists, alchemists is the, 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 the noun of the person who transfers and, and transforms things from silver to gold. Well, that's what we're doing here. We're going to help you make, you know, clear the material you already have experienced and to Get it refined, get it culled so that you can take away the dirty parts and use the gold within it and create something and more ease for yourself in particular and success in the following and upcoming year. So let's go ahead and run through the steps of what I call my post-game review. It's the best and worst of the year, just like you would run for the videos or the movies or the best and worst in anything. It's like a consumer research. Approach this like a consumer research magazine article on a car. You don't have to take or get personal about any of what I'm going to share. You're simply looking for the the highlights. You're looking for the most refined points that are going to help redirect you. You'll understand what I mean when I share them with you, and then I'll run through it with my own examples. Step one, grab a blank sheet of paper. You can do that, right? And then draw a line down the center of that page. On the left side, you are going to list 10 to 20 things that you achieved or experienced that make you feel Good things that you are happy about, that you maybe you achieved them, maybe you experienced them, whatever they are wins, doesn't matter, small, large, own your best moments this past year. Easy enough. You're going to continue right underneath there in step two, but now you're going to write down the mistakes you made last year, what things didn't go well as you would have liked. You may really actually get nauseous thinking about them. Remember, this is a consumer research (laughs) approach. We are not evaluating them. We're not giving meaning to them. It's just like, what did not go well? Write it down. And you'll list those things right underneath your wins. I think it's important here to remember that if you don't have any mistakes, you're probably not creating much. If you don't have any mistakes, then you are likely not – there's no way you can test your edges. It's not likely. You just aren't. You know, my daughter's applying to colleges at this point, and she, you know, I could sense that she wants to apply to ones that she knows she's going to get into. And I said, I hope you're not going to get into every single one that you apply for. Why not put some out there if they're if they're interesting to you And test your edges. Don't we all want to die knowing that we've tested our edges and what we're made of? So be happy and consider it a good thing to have this list of mistakes. Step three, getting into some important sections here. Right side of page. Next to each of your wins and mistakes, you're going to write down your perception of what was the most responsible for that winner mistake. Here's what I mean. So if, for example, you didn't hit a project, you didn't complete it the way you wanted it, it didn't finish on time or it didn't complete at all, it didn't get off the ground, that's been written down already on the left is your mistake. On the right is your idea, what comes to mind first of what is responsible, most responsible for that. For example, you might say, I didn't hire the help I needed to complete my project from the start. And that's why I took seven extra months to do it, or I lost my opportunity, or the money that was could have been made from it. So you've got on the right hand side, your reasoning for what was responsible for it. For someone else, that same exact mistake that you didn't get a project completed could be I didn't plan for it. I didn't calendar it. I didn't get the experts involved that I needed. I didn't create a team. There could be many reasons, but this is just your idea of what was most responsible for it. I didn't make it a priority. Whatever that is for you. You're going to do that for each of the pieces, each of the wins and mistakes on your left hand side of the page now what you're going to do is you're going to in step 4 you're going to notice the themes what common theme do you see from both your wins and mistakes and you're going to write and circle i would circle the two to three that you see popping up that are are overlapping or that strike you as being most important These may be things that you want to keep doing. They may be things that you want to stop doing. These are going to give you the gold for your success formula for this year. I'm going to take you through this so that maybe you can understand a little bit more of what I mean. So step one, we are writing down all of the wins and successes over the last year. I'll share mine. Right now, I'm in the process of a student homeless fund that we have going in my local community, and we have raised in seven days over well over $10,000 by putting out a social media post. So there's 60 homeless students. That's a good thing that's going on. I got really good team in place this year, which... Meant different things. I'll share in a minute. I have the best health I have been in in probably the last five to 10 years. I have read more books than I have. I've learned more. There's been more self discovery. I've had a podcast run every week for the last six to nine months. I love my home. It's a very old home we've had for four years and have done a lot of things that have really sparked me and feel good in it. And my last thing that excites me is, and it makes me happy, is, my, is how generous I've been able to be with my expertise and my other parts of my world. And that has been fun as well. Boom. Mistakes. I'll share some that I found. Let's see. I could have done a better job connecting with my friends with something that I read is one of the five regrets of the dying, that they didn't connect with their friends. And I realized I still have room to grow in that. And that was disappointing to me and didn't excite me this year. I wasn't as productive as I could have been and have been in the past for different reasons that I, can, I could give excuses for. But I found that interesting because I'm very capable and know how to be productive so that I actually have more time for the things I love. And that I did not do successfully. I didn't take all of the classes or participate like I wanted to in those that I had signed up in, and that was disappointing. I didn't show up at the level that I wanted to. Those were the top ones that came to mind for me, and I won't I I I I'd be very honest I'm trying to see if there's any others. You know, I, I don't have a ton. There were probably other things. And I, indeed, this goes to an example of like, what are the other mistakes that you're making? But what I want to share with you next, after we've done step one and step two, is most importantly, what did I call from that? Step three is next to each one re- is responsible. You know, for the shelter, for the homeless fund that we're running right now, and I realized we usually, I'm a part of a small board that I, in the town that I had asked to participate with this with me, and usually we start in October. Because we haven't been meeting as a result of the pandemic, it's it hit my mind, but that I never made it a priority. And all of a sudden, it was the week before Thanksgiving, and we hadn't done anything. And so I just put out a social media post, had someone do some art, got the team back involved, and. Within seven days, we had already generated, I think we're at 13 or 14, maybe 15,000 at this point. What I realized from that is that that was B minus work, but that B minus work was better than no work done. You know, so I could have said, well, I can't do it at an A plus level. So I'm not going to do it at all. Again, it reinforced for me something that I know that B minus is that we like to call it is better than not doing it at all. Getting a new team in place, what was most responsible for that? Fire fast, hire slowly, you know, and being okay with other people being uncomfortable if you know what's true and best for you. Another thing is. My health, being in the best it's ever been, had to do with me hiring someone, asking for expertise, not guessing, not running like the 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 car into the wall and wondering why I wasn't feeling at the top of my game. Reading more books, I have given myself permission and have planned it into my time frame of when to do it. i put putting out the podcast every week. I made it a priority. I scheduled time for it loving my home. Again, I made it a priority what was most responsible getting a team or getting help with it, not trying to do it myself when it's not my expertise. Those were some of the reasons. Those what that I found most responsible. The next the things that were my mistakes, didn't, you know, connect with friends like I wanted to. I didn't schedule it. I didn't I didn't I just didn't make the space for it or have it in my calendar. I wasn't as productive not productive, or I didn't finish some of the things, the projects that I desired completely. It's not about totally their planning. I planned, but I did not follow my calendar. I didn't, I might've had it down, but it didn't mean that I followed through. And I've been extremely, I'm notorious for being able to do that. And that has been part of my you know, being able to have time and leading my life the way I want to. And that didn't happen this year. And I didn't take all the classes that I wanted or participate at the levels at which I wanted to. And I find that interesting as well. And that again was schedule and not making it a priority and not getting it in the calendar. To me, priority means that I have know what my top ones are. I haven't taken on too many and that I, I commit And I have, I follow a very regimented process that I've done since I was probably 18 to, or maybe earlier to complete my work. It's interesting because it's going to be a, a boon that these were my problems because I'm going to share with you how to, to, to get back on track with that because I have in the past four weeks and it makes an amazing amount of difference for different reasons. The point here when we get to step four is what are the two or three themes that I've called from this fact based, I that I love the whole get it done b minus 70% work is good enough. It's better to get it out than not get it out at all. And I've gotten really back to that idea about productivity and and being the identity of that person who does complete things. That's all it gets down to. Hire people. Hire the experts or become part of the teams. I get more done when I'm with a group, I get held accountable, I have the coaches, the writers, the technology, the handyman, the doctors, the trainers, outside sources, I've spoken to them before, making sure that I have outside resources and that I use them for myself as well as my children and family, that doesn't mean you always have to pay, there are many things that I'm involved in as teams, and those give me energy and vice versa, And so when I use those three pieces, those three themes, uh, what happens is that I leverage my life. That's how things will change drastically when I incorporate them into my success strategy for next year. What's interesting when you do this exercise is that you can't imagine in advance until you actually do it, what you'll find for me, again, I'll make sure that I have the team in place, the coaches in place, the outside sources that I need to support myself and my family. I will make sure that I am cal- doing that. my Monday morning planning for an hour as well as my Friday debrief to make sure that those things that are most important to me are in place and not overthink things. Get it moved out, don't work on things so much, continue on. Perfection is not priceless. And the other thing that, you know, was a theme though milder was that even when things look messy, they always work out. And I love seeing that theme go again and again. Even if things don't, you know, they look cloudy at one point in a year, they always have a way of of working themselves out. Muddy water let stand gets clear is one of my favorite Chinese proverbs. And that doesn't mean do nothing, but it means to sit still and listen and let it have the time to move and it will change just like this year. I encourage you to take advantage of doing this exercise. My team has created a PDF for you that you can download and it's in the show notes. Don't miss the opportunity do your own post-game review. And I will look forward to hearing any of your wins and insights that you've had, as well as your mistakes. Be happy that you had them. And I will look forward to talking to you next week. Take care of yourselves and have a really wonderful December. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them. And may even use them in our upcoming podcasts go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.